1: Welcome, everybody, to this edition of Attention Dog Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, what parents need to know about ADHD kids. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show, and then just email me the, the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show.
3: When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less
0: distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org.
1: Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So, Jan, please introduce our guests.
3: Uh, yes, Jeff, we're very happy to have Elaine taylor Closs with us today. For over a decade, Elaine struggled as a mom in an ADHD++ family of five. After discovering that a coach approach dramatically helped her and her entire family, she co-founded ImpactADHD.com, the first virtual parent coaching support organization for parents of complex kids. In 2020, Impact ADHD expanded to become Impact Parents. A master certified coach, Elaine has served as a parent advisor for the American Academy of Pediatrics and is on the national board of CHAD. In addition to serving as CEO of Impact Parents, and providing private coaching for adults worldwide, Elaine co-hosts the Parenting with Impact podcast. She is a frequent contributor to Attitude and Attention magazines, is co-author of Parenting ADHD Now, Easy Intervention Strategies to Empower Kids with ADHD, and she is author of the 2020 number one new release, The Essential Guide to Raising Complex Kids with ADHD, Anxiety, and More. So, Jeff, we're so glad to have Elaine with us today.
1: Elaine, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Jeff. Always great to be here.
1: This is a, everybody out there um, understand I'm an ADHD coach. I deal with uh, like adults, really 20 and up. And even sometimes 20, 21, 22, it depends on the kid if they're mature enough for my style. So I don't work a lot uh, (laughs) with teens and stuff. But I do get a lot of phone calls from parents. Uh, a lot of phone calls from parents and I, ha- I do a lot of referring as a result of that. And honestly, everybody's full disclosure, I refer a lot of pe- people to Lynn because I'm a big fan of hers. But what I wanted to really do today is to talk frankly to parents that have ADHD kids. And, and I want to tell you a little bit of a story. In 1995, I go to the hospital with my wife at the time to have witnessed the birth of my first son. And in the commotion of it all, we left, and we got home, and I turned to my wife, and I said, where did you put the manual? And she looked at me, and I said, you, didn't, <laughs> you, you left without Like, What are you kidding me? You left it? How could – like, what do we do with this thing? There's got to be a manual somewhere. We looked all over the internet. We couldn't find it. So six years later, I'm going to the hospital for my second son. And before we're going in, like, <laughs> whatever you do we got to leave with a manual. Yep. Of course, we go there. He was early, and we didn't have a name. And they're like, you can't leave here until you come up with a name, Michael. Like, so we're working through all that kind of stuff. And we get home, and I'm like, you didn't get the manual. Like, are you going to be kidding me? And then, oh, my God, my kids could not have been more different. So how could I do I, I don't need a generic right. manual. I need a specific manual. And my point really For is each kid is difficult. Yeah. And, and, and parenting, yeah. Is, it's, this is a sobering quote, and I'll back up. Back years ago, I used to sell health insurance for Aetna, and when PPOs and HMOs kind of came in, when I didn't have a PPO or HMO, my go-to was if they're on that list, You know, 50% of doctors graduate in the bottom of their class, as if to infer the best doctors are not going to these things. And unfortunately, 50% of parents are below average, not because you want to, just because you don't know what you're getting into. It's difficult. And I wanted to tee this up. If you've got a kid, it's difficult enough, especially if you don't have a manual. When you've got a complex kid, it just gets infinitely more difficult. With that's that said, so Elaine, true. agree?
0: I so agree. Well, and it's funny because that's why I wrote the manual. <laughs> <You> know, <like laughs> I, I had read all these parenting books, and I had read book after book and, and, you know, all of this stuff, and none of it spoke to me as a parent of a complex kid. And I would, I would try what they said, and it didn't work, and then I would feel really bad at my, myself because it must be me, it must not be, you know, it must be me because I'm doing what the experts say, and it's not working. Until I finally, I'm sitting in a lecture with a, one of my fair, favorite parenting experts, a woman named Wendy Mogul, wrote a book called Blessings of, The Blessings of a Skinned Knee. This is way back. And... Um, and I'm sitting in the middle of the auditorium like seven rows back, and, and she's answering questions, and I raise my hand, and I'm like, I'm tearing up, I'm a little upset, because she's talking about structure, accountability and holding kids accountable. And I raise my hand, and I say, well, what if you have a kid with special needs? And she looked at me dead on, I'll never forget it, and she said, well, then this doesn't apply to you. <laughs> and, I, I, and I was like, wait, wait, What? So I sat there and, you know, you know, one of those things you can see it in the movies where it's a rainy night, everybody gets up to leave and I'm still sitting in my seat in the auditorium crying yeah. because, like, well, if this doesn't apply to me, what does? What do I do? And And it was really, it actually turned out to be a liberating evening because once I was able to accept that I had a kid who was different and I needed to parent differently, with that understanding I was then it was like it gave me permission to look for other ways to to support this kid and these kids and that's what got me into what I now call the coach approach that's what gave me the space to say okay there's got to be another way that's more effective for these kids because you know these reward charts are just not working for this kid (laughs) and they're not working for me with my own ADHD Like something's got to give
1: I like what you said. Well, that doesn't apply to me. And forgive me, I want to interject something here that's a reality in my world that can kind of maybe hit home. Um, In 1980, I went to D.C. because I had asthma, and I did a stress test uh, and had an EKG done. By the time I drove back to my high school, which is a little bit over an hour away, a nurse was on the front steps of the school meeting me to take me to the hospital. I didn't understand at the time. That occurred a couple other times it kind of caught me off guard. Finally, in 1998, I had an issue. I go into my doctor's office. He said, we need to do an EKG. And I said, no, well, mine's fine. And by the way, I don't need to go to the hospital. And he's like, what? i like, you're going to want to take me to the hospital. So he does the EKG, and he walks in with his keys. He's <laughs> like, I'm taking you to the hospital. I said, there's nothing wrong with me. I, I can, he finally agrees to allow me this to drive myself. This is how I'm wired. <laughs> yeah. So I go, to the, I go to the hospital, and I walk in. The ER is packed, but they've got a room waiting for me. I mean, they're in the halls. And I go in. And I'm sitting there and heart problems running my family or whatever. And I've done some echocardiograms. And the, 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 the doctor happened to be part of the practice. And I, I'm sitting there for a couple hours. And I'm like, he's like, you're fine. Go home. I'm like, what's the problem here? Like, why is this happening? He says, your normal EKG looks like you're having a heart attack right now. Your normal mm-hmm. is everybody else's abnormal. And I'm sharing that And because- if you
0: guys had ever met and been with Jeff in person, you would know that makes absolute sense. <laughs> like, for real. <laughs>
1: And, and I, I'm, I'm telling this story because when you go out into the world, everybody's playing to the middle. And when you're an outlier on the mm-hmm. end, there, there's, there's not an audience. Okay. And what do you do when you find that stuff? And the, really the point of this show is really, and we have more I want to talk about, is that when you've got a kid with that's complex, the definition of complex is considering of many different and connected parts. It's infinitely more difficult. And if, we're going to talk. This is not a DIY project. This is something that you need to know. And, and the whole point of the show is to bring that out. And where we are right now is, central. if you've got a complex kid, there's a lot of stuff out there, but it doesn't apply to you. And there might be some stuff mm-hmm. that you've got to search and find because your normal might be everybody else's abnormal.
0: Make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's like we live on the edges and everybody else is in the middle. And so, we're- like, if you think about the world is in the, is in the bowl and we're on the rim of the bowl. And for better and worse, like, we're living on that, on on a very interesting edge. You can fall in, you can fall out, or you can stay on the edge. But um, we have to find what works for us, and it's not always going to be based on what everybody, you know, what the mainstream says works, because it often doesn't work.
1: Absolutely. Really,
0: that's why I wrote the manual.
1: (laughs) So what what I want to do is I want to go to break, and when I come back, one of the things I want to talk about is I get a lot of phone calls, and the parent is like, can you take care of my kid? And when they come to me, mm-hmm. I'm saying, listen, you know, your kid's 13. You've got to get through middle school. You've got to get through puberty. You've got to get through high school. You've got to launch. You've got to get to college. And then you've got to get into that first job. There's a lifespan in over this. And as a result, the family mm-hmm. system kind of needs to make that adjustment to support the kid all the way through. So we're going to come back and start talking about that a little bit. Before we go, Elaine, is incredible great stuff and actually it has got a free gift if you go to impactparents.com forward slash attention um, you got top 10 tips or something is that right Elaine it's
0: 12 tips to help your complex kid it's basically 12 foundational coaching tools to help parents help
1: kids excellent our secret word tonight is need and with that we'll be right back after these messages
2: your life your world your choice this is attention talk radio
1: learn how you can change the lives by going to addca.com slash atr that's addca.com slash atr managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed this opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com
2: and now back to attention talk radio
1: Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Elaine taylor Claus. We're having a conversation, what parents need to know. Um, If you didn't get my point before the break, my point is complex kids are complex. There's no manual, and they're difficult. uh, And I suggest that you don't go it alone. Um, Before the break, I kind of teed this up a little bit. A lot of times parents want to help those that are loved, but so much of this is really the family system. And Elaine, you you work with parents to kind of help parents understand – how to deal with complex kids. In other words, if, the, if you're at the, the, the conference and that's not for you, you're trying to help them understand the mindset that they need to take to be able to work with them. Can you tell us about your thoughts and philosophy on
0: that? So, yeah, so there's so many different directions. Let me, let me think about how to do this succinctly. When you've got a complex kid, it, we start with the premise that, that complex kids need help learning to manage themselves in their lives. They need to understand themselves well enough to manage themselves. And and what they need from their parents and from the adults in their lives is for their parents to understand them well enough to manage them so that they can help them understand themselves well enough to manage themselves. Right? Like you see the you see the domino effect. So if we as parents can understand what's really going on with our kids, not from a place of judgment or shame or blame or, you know, unreasonable expectation, but if we can really say, okay, this is what what the strengths are and this is what the kids' challenges are, then we can help them learn to navigate themselves and we can really enroll them in believing in themselves and wanting to manage themselves in their lives. But it's a process, right? It doesn't, you don't. you you often say, Jeff, you don't learn to play the guitar by reading a manual and playing the guitar. You go through the steps of learning the notes and learning the chords and getting taught and having someone guide you. Similarly, you don't ride a horse yep. by just getting on a horse. You go through the process somebody else holds the reins for a while, then they give you the reins but they lead the horse and then you lead the horse. There's a process of learning to, to do something. And when you have a kid with ADHD or other complex issues, They have to go through the process of learning to self-regulate. do that, we as parents have to self-manage effectively enough to help teach them how to self-regulate and to know that it's going to happen over time. So it's not, you can't get someone else to fix your kid and you can't wait for someone else to do it for you. And you can't really wait for them to grow up because if you wait for that frontal lobe to be fused, it's... 25 or so years old, you've missed the opportunity to teach them a bunch of skills that they needed along the way that they weren't going to get by osmosis, they actually have to be taught. So I know that's a lot of detail, but the bottom line of it is our kids need to be taught more directly and overtly, and they tend to be resistant to being taught. So we have to learn how to invite them and enroll them to that, Without creating a power struggle, without creating a power dynamic that pushes them away and has them avoid it more. So we, okay. we have to help them want to manage themselves and to believe that they can without feeling judged and shamed in the process. And that's nuance.
1: So that, there's a lot <laughs> embedded in what she said. I'm going to try to say the same thing, yeah. but I'm going to do it in a little bit different way. Um, and, and, so, ADHD is an executive function impairment. Self-regulation is a major one. Two things you have to regulate. One is your attention, one is your emotions. So, when parents come mm-hmm. to me, often I'll get a parent that is upset or struggling with their kid. And mm-hmm. if I've got somebody who's particularly emotional, I love that opportunity because I walk in and I'll start to educate them, you know, this is an issue of self-regulation and you need to regulate your emotions, you're coming to me right now, and you're not able to regulate your own emotions on this call right now. How are you going to be help, help your kid? Because you can't even exactly. do what you're asking your kid to do in this moment. And, and so, you think
0: you are because you're successful, but you're not really doing it effectively.
1: Well, what's interesting is, too, is that when you're doing this, and because sometimes they resist it. I get their attention if you'll notice, that, like you're trying to get your kid to do something, and when you say, I'm trying to get my kid, you are trying to control your kid. Now, the yeah, ADHD right. brain, emotional self-regulation, mm-hmm. is a part of executive function, and when they feel threatened or controlled, reflexively, right. they fight back. It's a yep. reflex. They're not thinking, so immediately they fight back. And I, what I love yep. about Elaine is you've got to learn – because you want influence, not control. And influence mm-hmm, is not mm-hmm. a learn, because your reflexive reaction as a parent is to control. So in order to make this, you need help learning how to gain influence to have an impact, because control is actually doing the very opposite of the very thing that you're trying to accomplish. Does that make sense?
0: Exactly. It totally makes sense. And so so what I was, what I wrote down while you were talking is, Self-awareness is a precursor to self-management and self-regulation, right? So what you said is we got to they have to the kids need to learn to regulate their attention and regulate their emotions. We have to manage ourselves, to manage our attention and manage our emotions, right? And self-awareness comes before it. We have to see how we're reacting. We have to see how they're reacting. We have to understand what's leading to that before we can ever get to the solution. So if if you know you go to see the provider and they hand you a and reward chart, well, that's lovely, but if you don't know what you're trying to do or why or what you're trying to achieve, the reward chart's not going to get you there and it's not going to have the long-term impact. You might get a kid to change a particular behavior that if they haven't bought into what they're trying to do or why and they don't know why they're doing it and they're not doing it ultimately for their own benefit, then you're just going to get them to change the behavior for a short time until you've moved on to something else. And then that behavior is going to revert back because they're not doing it for themselves, and they're not doing it intentionally. They're doing it um, – I hate to say manipulatively, but I'm going to use that term. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so let's throw some gasoline on this fire. You've got okay. a kid to begin with, okay? And this is the world according to Jeff, but I always look at it is when your kids hit puberty, Right? That's the point in time where it's time for them to leave the nest. So they're actually pushing away to establish independence. And I remember as a Boy yep. Scout leader, parents would walk out like, listen, I got this. And I would say, like, I can say the same thing you're saying because they'll listen to me because I'm not the parent. And I'm, I'm doing this because you take a, 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 a regular kid that's got ADHD, not ADHD, a regular kid that's going through puberty, and that's complicated enough. You take a complex kid going through puberty that doesn't want to be controlled, and now you've got it's an explosion. So how do you have influence yeah. on a complex kid that's going through puberty that you're trying to get bought, get them to buy into something? This is not a this is no easy thing. This is an art form and you're never going to get it right. You're trying to get as good as you can to get them through mm-hmm. the tunnel as I call it. Makes sense?
0: Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Well, and and you know, what I when I teach parents about this and we talk about this a lot about control dynamics and about power struggles and, and the ways in which we are inadvertently pushing our kids to lie and to, and to misrepresent. And there are all these ways that we actually get the opposite results that we want because we're getting into this power struggle and we don't even realize we're in it, right? And the yes. nuance, the, the, the game, if you will, is to shift the way that we're communicating to understand them, right, as we talked about earlier, right, understand, mm-hmm. get the self-awareness, get the awareness of them and of us. Once you know what's happening in the dynamic, then it's about improving the way you communicate so that you're enrolling them in their own success instead of expecting it of them. So I talk to parents a lot about wanting for them rather than just wanting from them. And if I want for my 14, 15, 16-year-old kid, to feel empowered and successful that's very different than wanting from them to perform in school and if i want for them then not only do they begin to want for themselves but they really feel supported they really feel held and understood and they feel like we've got their back which is you know as they move into teenage years what you want more than anything is relationship and connection because when, when they are pushed and something scary is going on, you want to be the one they come to, not yes. the one that they're avoiding. They're afraid they're going to disappoint you. So, we're going to go to so break. So it becomes really, really important. Go ahead. We'll come back.
1: No, go ahead. No, finish. finish.
0: No, just It becomes really important, not just what we say, but how we say it and how we connect with them so that they feel like we're on their team. And the way they feel like they're, we're on their team is if we are focused as much, if not more, on what they want instead of just what we want from them.
1: So I want to go to break. While we're doing this, to think we want to understand kids, understand their version of ADHD. And if you're a parent – and you want to get there, you probably need help because if, you're, if it's not working, you're probably not understanding. I mean, the evidence is there. <clears throat> if it's not working, you're probably mm-hmm. not understanding what's kind of going on and a little bit of help on that. We're going to come back from the break. We're going to spend some more time on this to really kind of get into it. But I hope that you were starting to build a case that you're really seeing how complicated this is. And we are going to talk about the school hard knocks. Tuition can be very high at the school hard knocks, uh, which we'll talk yeah. about in a little bit. So let's go to break. Um, Check out impactparents.com forward slash attention. Um, Elaine's got a little gift there. And while you're at the site, there's all kinds of great stuff. Um, You can learn a lot about them and what they're doing. Um, Our secret word tonight is need. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages.
2: You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio.
1: Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD other places give you a few tips, the ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To
2: find out more, go to addca.com slash atr. That's addca.com slash atr. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Having an open conversation with Elaine taylor Claus about what parents need to know about their complex kids. Um might be unnerving. Some of you, others of you might be going, oh, my God, <laughs> I'm starting to get this now. Um, a couple concepts I want to bring to the table to illuminate our, our minds here a little bit. I wrote an article years ago. I, after watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their first Super Bowl appearance, Simeon Rice got up and they have the players like, you know, I graduated from Alabama. And when he said, I graduated from the School of Hard Knocks. And literally that struck me, and I began to think cool. about it. When you go to school, tra- knowledge is transferred, right? You grab that knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, okay, here's a hammer, here's a saw. But when you graduate from college, the application of that, you can only learn the application of that knowledge at what I call the School of Hard Knocks. That's in life. Mm-hmm. And the article I wrote was yep. failing forward to the School of Hard Knocks. And the reason I'm bringing this up, there's a tuition to the School of Hard Knocks. You can spend mm-hmm. a lot of money getting it all wrong where if you, if you get like a, like somebody to help you, it's it helpful. So going back to my example, I read a book, a couple books on how to play the guitar, and when I picked it up, can you believe I couldn't play it? So I spent a couple decades trying to figure it out on my own. <clears throat> then one day I went in and I got, a, a, I was actually coaching somebody who helped me, like somebody, and I, years I had been doing this stuff and he said, here's your problem right here, just do this. And I'm like, oh my God, this is a piece of cake. And I take a look at all the time and the effort that I spent, right? The, the hours, the tuition mm-hmm. of that and some of the frustration. <clears throat> it was been much cheaper for me to pay somebody to train me. On that as opposed to a DYI project. And I want to loop this back around because all too often I find a lot of parents of complex kids going the do-it-yourself route, and they read tons of books. They do lots of articles, but there's an old saying, the shovel doesn't do the work. The book doesn't do the work. (laughs) When you grab it and you put your fingers on the string, sometimes having a person say, no, if you just do this, like, oh, my God, that helps. It's immensely. So – Driving that down, if you've got complex kids, do you really want to do this on a DIY basis? Because if you get it, there's a cost associated from the things that you didn't get right that catch you down the road. Thoughts on that?
0: Right. And you, Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm not one who believes that you only have X amount of time before your kids leave the house because the goal is to be in relationship with them forever. But you can do a lot of damage in those early years that, that interferes with your capacity to be in relationship with them forever. <laughs> And, and really, like, we, for whatever reason, we live in a culture, particularly in the U.S., and I think Europe in the U.S., that, that's very much, I should do it myself. I shouldn't need help. I, shouldn't, I should be able to, right? I, there's a value in I can teach myself the guitar. I can, like, there's, there's this I should piece that I think flies in the face of, as you say, of, of reality. And, and it, it's not that you can't, but what's the cost? and that's really what you're speaking to is the cost is, is high and the cost is, is stress and the cost is relationship and the cost is missed opportunity and the cost is, is, help, is, is kids not being ready for life, not being ready for success in school, going off to college and failing out, even though they're really smart. Like mm-hmm. we're, if we're not setting them up for success, based on who they are and how they're wired, if we're not doing everything we can within our capacity, and that doesn't mean giving until you give yourself away, but it does mean setting them up for success in a way Mm -hmm. that that you really can make a difference, and it's not a huge amount of effort. I mean, I can't tell you how many parents come to us and they say, um, you know, I was just reading something from somebody recently, this is the first thing I've found in 13 years that's really been helpful for me. Or the first thing I've found in eight years. Or I've been doing this forever, nothing's really worked. And we put in thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and hours to trying to get somebody else to fix our kid. And And shocker, it doesn't work because our kids aren't broken. But our kids need guidance and help and support and encouragement and empowerment and we have the capacity to do that all along, but we may not know that because it's not how the old school world worked. It's a modern world we live in and we have we know more now. We have a capacity to do it differently now and to really set these kids up for the kind of success that will help them be the extraordinary achievers they have the capacity to, to be. I, I, I found an old journal that I had written to my kids like 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And, and what it said to my kids then that I've been saying to them ever since is, you're going to be an amazing adult. We just got to help you get there. And I <laughs> got to help them get there, right? It's, like yeah, for you, I, don't, for- I don't expect them to just get there.
1: It, it, it's funny because for years I I I, really, I I I used to say it to my son, but I really meant me. I'm training you to be an adult. Like you're not my kid, I, I'm just training you to be an adult at one point in the day because you got to fly away. So I it's very contextual to There's another point mm-hmm. that I really want to make is that our world is getting infinitely more complicated. Thomas mm-hmm. Leonard really founded life coaching back in 1880 1982. And I, I swear to God, there's been a rise of life coaches over the years because the world's got more complicated and there's so much competition for our attention that life coaching is really to reclaim control of your attention and be intentional with it. And the point that I'm trying to make is people, adults, are actually gravitating to that because they need help with that particular area. What we're talking about is the same thing for parents of complex kids because the world's getting more complicated. And quite frankly, complex mm-hmm. kids are getting more complicated. More and more we're seeing dual diagnosis and autism on the right and stuff like that. And again, if you haven't gotten the theme of this yet, is if you've got a complex kid, doing it alone without any resources or not having even a manual to begin with, consider getting help to help you with the complex kids to make the investment to save you a ton of money at the school of hard knocks.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and, and I guess the, the, the other thing I would say is it's not that hard. It just takes a little bit of focus and effort, which is hard for some of us. So, yep. so you gotta you gotta set the intention. Once you once you understand, you have the awareness that actually, ooh, there is support that could help me. For us in, in the work that uh, that I do, that that you do, Jeff, it's it's the coach approach. It's using tools and concepts and awareness from the world of coaching and understanding neurodiversity. To, to learn how to navigate these really interesting complex brains, these complex machines, better. And it's not rocket science, it's, but it does take an awareness and understanding and an intention, and it's not just information. You have to do something with that information. And that's, that's where integration and implementation come in. The, the transformation that you want isn't going to happen with just information. You've got to take it and use it. And that's really what
1: I hear you saying most of all. I want to see if I can translate this a bit because you're using the word easy. It's not that difficult. And recently I've been trying to articulate an insight. And so we all, an aha, I get it, whatever that's there. And what is it? It's, it's this thing that's hidden. It's behind everything. And I've been really trying to find a way to kind of help people understand it related to the how and the why. And the other day I finally came on what, what I like, and that is if you're watching a magician – And you see them do something that looks like magic. It's like, wow, you're kind of lost. You don't really know what's going on. You're concocting all these ideas about what they're doing. But if you get behind everything and you know the trick, like once you know the trick, you know how you do the trick, you know why you have to do the trick that way, everything is kind of revealed. And I'm saying is each kid has got their own trick that's kind of behind it. Get a help of a magician, if you will, to kind of gain that insight. Once you understand the trick or once you understand the kid, once you understand this and you understand how to gain influence, you're in a much better position to kind of go forward. And that trick is really hard to find if you're just watching it from the audience. Sometimes you need to get somebody to help you kind of probe and stuff around it to see if you can find that out. So hope that kind of – Well,
0: and the the trick is individual to that kid. So, yep. so I have three very different complex kids and, you know, my, my bookends would say that they're wired exactly the same, but they're not. And what works for one doesn't work for the other. And so I have to get in there and help each of them figure out how to navigate what works for them under certain circumstances at, at certain, you know, depending on what it is they're trying to achieve. And, and I make that sound harder than it is. it's not my job to do all of that. you know I've spent a lot of years getting them set up so that they're the ones problem solving for themselves and figuring out how do i how do I help myself or get the support I need to do X, y, or z. Um, but it's not going to be the same so so uh, these are not um, single single solution kids I, so I've been talking a lot lately about this notion of of a process-oriented approach to problem solving instead of a solution-oriented approach because the typical mainstream world in complex kids and ADHD tends to say, "Oh, you have ADHD, here's a solution for you. You have ADHD? Here's a calendar system you should use. Here's a planner system you should use. And they're very solution-focused. But those solutions don't take into consideration how that particular person's ADHD is showing up. And so the solution may not be applicable to that particular person. And so that person needs to understand how to problem solve for themselves instead of just applying somebody else's solution. And that's, I think, the, the key that we haven't spoken to directly that I think is so important, is teaching them to be in a process of problem solving for themselves.
1: That's brilliant. A whole other show. <laughs> And we've done something <laughs> on that, but it was very well stated, very well stated. And everybody, that, uh, the, those, you're hearing the words, but I, I, most people, they hear those words and they don't tr- really get what she's saying. And But anyway, there, there's, maybe we'll do a show on that relatively soon. So need to kind of pull this to a close. Any l- last thoughts on this or things to share, um, Elaine, like what parents really need to know about complicated kids?
0: So there's no shame in, in not knowing, and you shouldn't – have to be able to do this for, them, for yourself. There's no should in. There's no There's no extra bonus points for doing it by yourself. With a little bit of support, you can get a lot of, lot of growth and a lot of impact. In, in our world, it's learning coaching skills and neurodiversity to really understand your kids well enough to manage them. There's plenty of other support structures out there. Whatever you're doing, do something. Don't just wait for it to get better or hope they'll grow out of it. Or put them on medication and then come back and say, well, you know, they're doing better because the medication's on board. Medication, the purpose of it is to help them round the corner so that they can learn skills for management so that it gets better, really better, not just, not just tiny little bits. So, so there's no shame in asking for help. Get the help you need. And start with you. The change you want, the recommended treatment for kids with ADHD is for parents to get training and support.
1: So with that, parents need to know, you need to understand your kid, get trained. It's not a DIY project. You might have forgot yeah. the manual, but you get other people that can help you out. So that, that was our focus of the show is really to, to be serious and say, don't, don't make this harder than it needs to be. And so, Elaine, mm-hmm. as always, thank you so much for coming on
0: the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me and for having this conversation.
1: Everybody, impactparents.com forward slash attention. Go check out their free gift. Look at the rest of the website. I hope this has made some sense to you. I hope it's inspired you. With that, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.